Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here, and we are joined by Joe Licata, head coach at Bishop Tymon. We're going to be previewing Monsignor Martin this morning, a rainy, ugly morning. Not a great way to start the weekend, but hey, at least the Bills looked uh, pretty decent last night. Way to kick it off. And when we're going to be talking football, it doesn't get any better than this, guys. Yeah, Happy New Year. It kicks yeah, off on exactly. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> we count the start of football as the beginning of the new year around here. Right, Francis, you guys don't confuse me. <laughs> if I want to be confused, I'll stay home with my wife, all right? Does she listen to this? She's going to be upset at that comment. No, <laughs> she's used to it. Uh, that's, uh, Roger's sleeping on the couch. Yeah, right. You guys are all probably too young to remember uh, uh, a comedian named Henny Youngman. Yep, take my wife, please. That's it was his stick, you know. Now take my wife, please. Well, <laughs> this is great. my thing with uh, Diana. She understands when I'm with her, and I say that she laughs. Did at you go me. to the fair Not during the week? Not with me at me. I'm Did sorry? you go to the fair during the week? Well, we volunteer at the fair. Yeah. Where's my bacon bomb? I thought you were bringing back a, a barbecue bacon bomb. No, today. after what you told me about silo, I'm mad at you about food. Oh man, <laughs> I can't. I can't count on this guy for anything. Tony ruined food. I haven't even had a, a, a apple pierogi alla mode yet at Bobshis. I only got two days left to do that it. That does sound good, though. Oh, it is. Francis, news and notes, buddy. All right, we have some big news and notes going I on like this big week. News and notes. Two transfers, basketball. To Shawnee Cordfield, that was just announced yesterday, is moving to Putnam Science Academy in Connecticut. And then freshman sensation Willie Lightfoot is leaving the Cataract City. He is going to Christian Academy in Kansas. Man, Niagara Falls has taken a beating <laughs> in the offseason for basketball. Coach, couple of star players. Ooh. Yeah. I was just wondering about that. Do you think the fact that uh, Sal left has anything to do with those transfers? I wouldn't be surprised if it had something to do with it. Uh, Coach Costantino is well-loved by his players. Trust me on that one. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is just the area and, you know, the league they play in. There isn't enough talent to, you know, maybe better yourself, especially where they want to go, which is D1 and, you know, beyond. Mm -hmm. They did that a few years ago, Francis. I don't know if you're – you may be too young to recall they went independent for two years. They would only play the Niagara Frontier teams – once instead of two, so those schools still had an opportunity. They would play the home game. Right. You know, Niagara Falls would go to each one of those schools, so they didn't lose the potential windfall from that game. Otherwise, they were independent, but I guess they were restricted to only do it for a couple of years. So then they had to go back, and uh, compared to the schedule they set up for themselves those two years, it's 
was uh, coming back because of watered down. Oh, they're schedule. playing some great teams in New Jersey, Absolutely, New York City area. Yes. Sure. Sure, I remember that. All right, the other big news, Frank Wolf broke this. Ty Parker is taking over as head coach of the Maritime Charter Health Sciences team. Charlie Comfort will step aside as an assistant. And then my final news and notes, some good news. Tory Jenkins, St. Mary's softball pitcher, is committing to Division One Cleveland State. Uh, let's see. Roger, do you have anything for news and notes before nope. I get to mine? All right, then I'm going right to mine. Uh, Star Point names Vinny Del Oso as a new athletic director. From what I understand, he's going to have a lot of trouble with the new basketball coach there. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard he's a rowdy he one, is, Joe. He is. I'm, I'm concerned about his... Uh... About him yelling at the refs. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> he, right. he was the AD at uh, West Seneca yep. last, oh, he last was? year. Yes. Okay. Well, he's going to, to Star Point. That's a great situation yeah, it's for a, him. Yeah, it's a great, great hire school. for Star Point. Vinny's, uh, Vinny's a great guy, and I know they like him a lot over there already. Any updates on a potential uh, non-league basketball game this year between Timon and Star Point? Any, is that in the works? What's the story on that? December 20th. The Time and Tigers will be uh, traveling to Star Pendleton. Point. Yep, All to Pendleton. All right. New York. <laughs> breaking, <laughs> nice. breaking news right there. That's, that's my breaking All news. Right. Is that a Saturday? It's a Friday night. Friday night. Wow. Yep. December 20th. Might need Friday night lights for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the uh, sixth annual Section 6 Hall of Fame was announced. I posted this to our Facebook page the other day. Uh, congratulations to the following. Cheryl Bailey, a contributor from Southwestern. Robert Bar- Barzak, from an administrator from Sweet Home. Roger, you're going to remember this name. Bill Berge, uh, athlete from Pine Valley. He was number 66, I believe, for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, for a long time. I think he played for the Bengals as well. Don't quote me on that. You might be right. You might be right. Uh, Paul Barkowski, coach from Alden. Tommy Coella, athlete from Albion. Peter Digart, a contributor from BOCES. Fran Haggerty from Niagara-Wheatfield. Here's another name for you, uh, Raj. Joe Ehrman from Riverside, uh, NFL Hall of Famer with the Colts for so many years. Uh, Richard Harvey, you guys remember him, coach from Kenmore and Tonawanda. Uh, Here's another one, uh, Raj. The Jaws, Ron Jaworski uh, from Lackawanna. In the old country, we say Javoski. Javoski. Uh, Hal Rupert, administrator from Star Point. Charles Sen, coach from Cattaraugus Little Valley. William Stedman, uh, administrator from Barker. Janice Sackett-Williams, coach from Akron, uh, who goes in posthumous. So uh, congratulations to the uh, 2019 Section 6 Hall of Fame class. Now, also, the BCANY Coaches Clinic, Wednesday, August 21st from 7 to 9 at Christian Central Academy on Main Street. Free to all youth, modified JV, varsity, college coaches, both boys or girls. Uh, presenters are Niagara women's coach Jada Pierce Newfane. Uh, uh, let's see, we got Eric Klump from Olean, uh, Tim Kozolowski, Salamanca, Adam Bennett. Uh, so those are just some of the coaches that will be there. If you have any questions, contact Gust, uh, Justin Gerstung at J-U-S-T-I-N-G. E-R-T-U-N-G at AOL.com. 
Can't make that, uh, unfortunately, Tony. I'd like to be there with the BCANY, but also that it'll be our first meeting Wednesday night at the Lancaster Elks for the Trench Trophy Committee. High school football kicks off two weeks from Thursday? Is it start on a Thursday yes, this year? Yes, I believe there is a Thursday yeah, the, game. The section changed the rule this year where you only have to have 10 practices in in order to play your first game. Uh, it used to be 10 before you could scrimmage and then 15 before you could play your first game. This year it's switched to 10. Was it five in shorts and T-shirts before you could no, put on it's, equipment? No, uh, it's, it's two. Two helmets. Uh, Two three days of uppers, yeah, three and uppers. then on yep. the Saturday, you can go full pads. Yep. So a week from today, they'll be in full pads. And uh, they start practice on Monday, I believe, right? Yes. Yep, the 19th. And, and that's for have, all sports. And we have a conflict uh, for the uh, day of the, all the scrimmages. What's that? Wing fest. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think uh, the wing king will understand if you go. Ooh, I was supposed to judge in that. No, 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 no. I, we, you know. But I'm also scheduled to go Mr. to the beach that Mr. day. Mr. Serza, you can't let him down. Can't let him down. Mr. Serza, you know, you know that he played for my father. Did he, he really? He played for my dad in college for a year or two years at Bryant and Stratton, I believe. Holy cow! I did not know that. <laughs> We're Way talking basketball, not yep. football, correct? Basketball. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, when did Brian Stratton have a football team? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to preview Monsignor Martin uh, this week. Joe, you've got uh, big shoes to fill in because normally Dick Gallagher is sitting in here and just uh, giving us, you know, uh, a windfall of knowledge. As he's nobody knows these teams better than uh, Dick Gallagher, and he's you mean home. the five Dick Gallagher? The five Dick Gallagher's are always out on any given uh, Friday night or Saturday afternoon. Uh, so uh, we're going to break it down, uh, you know, get people up to date on what's going on in Monsignor Martin. Let's start off with your team, uh, Timon. You guys are kind of rebuilding things, yep. putting everything back into place and, you know, bringing uh, the pride back to Timon. Tell us a little bit about your squad this year. Well, first of all, there's no one that can ever fill the shoes of Dick Gallagher. So uh, he he's awesome for Western New York High School sports. He's done a great job. He's the guru. Um, and I have the most respect for, for what Dick Gallagher has done for uh, high school sports. But uh, for Timon, we're uh, – we're hoping to have 35 to 40 kids out this year, which is double what we had my first year there, uh, which is awesome. Um, we're probably going to start five uh, senior offensive linemen. Uh, That's couple, a nice luxury. Whew, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. We're going to run the ball behind uh, five studs. Um, so Alex As I Reinhardt, said, that's where it starts. It, yeah, you know, absolutely. You win games in the trenches. Absolutely. Um, Alex Reinhardt's a guy to look out for for the trench trophy. Um, he's a, a Division One potential kid. What kind uh, of size? He's about six four, two seventy. Oh, uh, nice. and he can uh, he can move. He can play basketball too. He's he's that good of an athlete where he can physically dominate people and move. And he's yeah, good luck moving him out he, of the he's paint. He's special. He's special. Um, and then we got got we we've got four other seniors: Brennan Davy, C.J. Varela, uh, Todd Perkovich, Luke McMahon. That'll kind of anchor our offensive line. Um, it's going to be a fun year, I think. All those guys that came in. Uh, when we first started there are now getting older and coming uh, into their own, and uh, it should be a fun year. And they know what to expect out of you as a coach. They're used to you now, so right. that's obviously, you know, to have that chemistry between players and coaches is pretty big. Yeah, absolutely. They know the system, too. Um, the first year was a lot of teaching. Um, second year, uh, we, we made some strides, especially offensively, put up some big numbers. Um, but now this third year, I'm expecting uh, us to be special. Now, you've had a lot of coaches throughout your career as yep. a player. Uh, anyone in particular you're able to 
grab and mold as to what you're trying to instill at Timon? Yeah, uh, I played for a lot of great guys um, in basketball with Al Monaco and in football with Craig Krasansky in high school. Um, and, and I think Krasansky, Coach Krasansky had, had the biggest impact on me um, going forward in coaching I, I, because I knew that he cared about me. And I, I didn't care how much he knew until he showed me how much he cared, and I knew that he genuinely loved me. Mm-hmm. And that went a long way. Cause I Plus always, his offense was fun to play in. It, it was awesome. But, but that's what I'm saying is, is he cared about his guys, and guys wanted to play for him. And I think that the kids at Timon uh, know how much our staff cares about them, and um, so they want to play for us. And it's, it's been a great ride so far. I think it does help when you're able – one thing you know, for from coaching uh, standpoint, if you're a phony, if you're fake, oh, the kids, kids see are right, through right through it. They see right through. You it. have to be yourself. You have to be real. Yeah, you have to be and, genuine, and you have to uh, show them that you care. Yeah, you you give them that hug after. Uh, sometimes you may have to say, "All right, you know, you didn't do what right. I asked you on that play," and you just maybe pull them aside and say, "This is how you do it," and show them the love. I, I know you remember this game. I'll tell you a quick Krasansky story. We are playing against Williamsville North on a Thursday night my junior year. Remember this game? You were on the sideline. Okay. And we threw for 500 yards, seven touchdowns, and at halftime, I got reamed out by Chris <laughs> in front of everybody, in front of everybody. He said, our blank quarterback can't stop throwing interceptions. Got through an interception in the first half, but had thrown like four touchdowns. <laughs> and for like, I, had, I had like 350 yards passing in, in just the first half alone. And Kurzansky reamed me out in front of everybody. But that was kind of his way of just showing the showing the guys that um, he knew I could handle it. And it was just it was an awesome coaching moment. It's it's my favorite Kurzansky story. Well, well the know, thing is about that game, you know. Yes, do I remember that game vaguely? The game I remember, and I still call it your coming out game. You versus Casey, Casey Kaz. Kaz. He threw six touchdowns that game. Yeah, how many did you throw? Uh, I mean, you talk about all the <laughs> back that, and forth. It, that was from fun. the uh, football purists. Not not necessarily a game, but from the fans for entertainment, there was never anyone betting any game better in the fifteen years I've been yeah, involved. It Anthony. was uh, it was like basketball on on grass. It was yeah. fun. <laughs> it was fun. That was a lot of fun. We, I oh, talked to Casey that whole recently. Time period was a lot of fun. Yeah, there was a lot of talent around here. By the way, now that we mentioned it, talking about the talent that was on the field, how about Mark Capola? Oh, that's awesome! I so I was I forgot that for news and notes. Uh, yeah, Mark. Mark got an internship with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, what? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's. Um, I knew I had something for news and notes that I couldn't remember. And I'm thinking <laughs> all the way in that jacked Mark, my memory. Yeah, Mark yeah. So he's he's going to be doing that. He uh, he's going to be a pl- in player development as an assistant. So he'll be on the court, you know, rebounding with the guys, helping out and. Um, he's really excited. It's going to be an awesome opportunity. Yeah, I can for him. imagine. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah. Francis, I don't know if you remember Mark Capola as a player. Just to show you how tall Mark. Uh, oh, I've met Mark in person. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say if Tony was playing one on one against him, Tony could probably post him up. <laughs> That's how short Mark Capola oh, Mark was. Mark was the best. But <laughs> what a basketball player! Uh, and not too shabby for a second or third option. He as was a, a great football player. Uh, wide receiver. He was a great football player. Julian Edelman type, just kind of like exactly. we put him in the slot. Throw screens to him. We he he, he was great oh, on Cole the five Beasley's yard. Cole Beasley's the one I yes, have in mind. Yes, yes, yes. He had a great showing last night too. Yes, but yeah, Mark was Mark was special and on the basketball court, obviously, and he was a really good football player. 
Well, your whole team was uh, special back then. It was a lot of fun. We did a couple of the games on uh, on WGR. Yeah, it was a good time. Right here with Friday Night Lights. And I can remember it was Dick Gallagher and Mike Ferentino one year come up to me and says, you guys got to see this uh, quarterback that's coming up at Will South. His name's Joe Lakata. He's going to be something special. And then it was your sophomore year, you started tearing it up. And like, oh, boy, like we're going to have fun. <laughs> First is sweet home, Casey Kaz. Yeah. I still talk to, when I see Casey, yeah. I still talk about that game. Let's continue uh, previewing, uh, Monsignor Martin. Uh, we talked about your team. Uh, Schedule-wise, uh, what are you guys looking at this year? Do you have any uh, crossover games against Section 6, or uh, you guys primarily going out of town? Yes, yeah, so we, um, we Ken Stolt uh, connected timing with a few games in the section. Uh, so we're actually opening up against Iroquois week one we're going to play against akron and wilson also from section six so are you going to wilson or we is are that... going to wilson i believe oh, we're the first game beautiful. Yeah, yeah i believe we're the opening uh opening game on that field which will be oh, which gorgeous. will be awesome yeah i love playing there we uh my little league team went out there the last couple of years and it's just a fun place to go you know what it is it's it's old time football. Small it's town. small town. Yeah. It just it's it's that that whole high school feeling. It just makes you think about the old days. It's just a great atmosphere, and they have an awesome snack stand, Raj. <laughs> Did you? I, I know you're. I know you're playing uh, Iroquois in week one. Did you have to move it from Thursday? Yes, to- we moved it officially from Thursday to Friday because of the 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 section moved to ten practices, but Monsignor Martin still. Uh, goes with the New York State Catholic rules, and we still are on 15 practices, so we couldn't play on that Thursday night, which is which is unfortunate because I would have loved to have been one of the only games in town on Thursday night and everybody sure. would be out there only watching. only game now that night is Niagara-Wheatfield at North Tonawanda. Right, and I'm sure a lot of people will be there. Yeah, And yeah, for me, me you know, Iroquois is just a little bit closer yep. to home than North Tonawanda. I always like playing at Iroquois. They have one of the, the nicest uh, grass fields. They, they maintain that thing very well. I think our very first Friday Night Lights game was at Iroquois, and it was a great place. It's the first place I ever heard of taco in a bag. Like, wow, <laughs> this is neat. What a great idea. All right, we're going to take a break while Roger scolds me <laughs> during, the, uh, during the break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at more of the Monsignor Martin team. Of course, you, got, you also mentioned you have a game in Ohio yep. that uh, you're looking forward to. So we'll have all that and more. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here, and we are joined by Joe Licata, head coach at Bishop Time, and we're previewing Monsignor Martin. And before the break, we were talking about your schedule, Joe. Uh, you guys do have a game in Ohio. Uh, against who? Uh, we're going to Dover, Ohio, which is uh, just outside of Canton. Um, they're a great program. I talked to their uh, athletic director and their coach, um, a few times and you know obviously i've studied up on them they're very good um it's going to be a really cool experience for our for our kids they have like a 5,000 seat stadium that they sell out they sell nice. out they sell they sell 2,000 season tickets <laughs> wow um so it's going to be i mean is that sick or what it's going to be a really cool experience for our kids and you know we'll stay overnight in a hotel and then on saturday morning we're actually going to go to the hall of fame 
Uh, so it'll be a really cool experience for everybody. And I like the Hall of Fame, but your visit is over in a minute and a half. Oh, it's very short. I know, I know. We did it in college. It was really cool. It was fun to see. Um, and I know a lot of the, a lot of our kids are big Bills fans, so they'll see a lot of the old cool Bills stuff there, and I know they'll appreciate that. So they do some training videos on the field uh, that's right in front. Uh, USA Football. Yeah. will post some of them. You know, I'll, I'll look at some of them for uh, drill uh, uh, ideas. Yeah. And I think that's pretty. Neat. Yeah, I remember walking across that, Roger. You are. Uh, uh, you know, crazy. There's a stadium. I was reading this yesterday. A stadium in Texas, $53 million. <laughs> they have yeah. the state's largest jumbotron. This is a high school stadium. It's such a moneymaker, though, in some of these places. Oh, yeah. You know? and, you but sell- you bring up, you know, the 2000 season tickets. That's what reminded me of because they're that passionate about high school football uh, down there. And whether it's Ohio, uh, you know, Texas, they're they're crazy about high school football. Yeah. It's great. It's Which is why great. I'm not necessarily understand why it can't be that way around here. I mean, they well, have here Dallas. it's just the Bills and the Sabres. Well, that's the thing, nah, but it's... they have Dallas and all them other big teams, yet the high school is big down there, and why it can't be promoted to and upgraded around here. They also totally have a much bigger me. population. Yeah. But it's also, it's also lack of commitment from the state. True. And, 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 New York and, State does not take athletics as a priority. No, they, no. it's they education don't. first. Not at the high school level. No. At the high school level, the fact that we don't start until – August nineteenth, and then we're only allowed to play the section. You're only allowed to play seven games. Some of these, some of these teams are playing ten games in the regular season in Ohio. So let's say a kid plays for three years in Ohio. That's thirty games. A kid plays for three years in New York. That's twenty-one games. You just lost out on nine games for recruiting, exactly. for development, for experience. I mean, it, New York's so far behind, and they never will be at that level until the state commits to it. And, and they just turned it down. You mentioned it, uh, was it two weeks ago? In uh, news that wasn't for football. That was oh, just that, for other sports. It's a monetary be, thing, But too. it's yeah. like that even in softball. And the way I, I found out is because the Willies girls did make the top nine the, the, yeah. in the country, they listed the record of all these Schools, there were what twenty seven and zero. There's a team in California that was thirty six four and one. Yeah, they play in all the states. They do have a lot more emphasis on high school sports. Uh, Skid it back into uh, looking at Monsignor Martin. We've talked about your team. Now the kids, I'm assuming, get really excited about a trip to Ohio. It's got to be a lot of fun to play. You know, especially to go up against really good competition like that. And it's a great gauge for you guys and a way for you guys to get better. I always said that when you play better competition, it makes you better as a team. So, Absolutely. So it's you guys be a cool got experience. that. Yep. You guys got that going for you. Let's take a look at some of the the other teams around Monsignor Martin. Uh, Cardinal O'Hara, I know uh, another one that's up and coming, building, been adding a lot of speed to their program. Uh, they're a type of team that uh, they're going to give you a run for your money. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, they beat us in the in the small school championship last year. Um, I actually played with Shaq uh, Dudley in college. Um, Shaq does a great job. I know all, all the kids respect them, like them, and they, they like playing for them. Um, you know, they lost their quarterback, uh, CJ Masters, who was a really good football player. Uh, he's at Alfred right now, I believe. Um, so his younger brother actually is fighting for the starting job over there also, I believe, right now, uh, Aiden Masters. Um, had a chance to get to know that family pretty well, too. So um, they're, they're going to be good. They're always good because of uh, the job that Shaq does. And, you know, one thing that they did, they're bringing back uh, doing clinics, and so they're exposing themselves to, you know, the youth out there and say, hey, come take a look at us. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. a great great idea. Uh, let's see, you have anything on uh, St. Mary's, uh, Francis? 
Yeah, uh, Matthew Art is taking over as head coach of the Lancers' first season. They return eight starters on offense, seven on defense. Their key returnees are Chris Kobus, Thomas Moss, Janair Henderson, Jaquan Manuel, Fred Johnson, and Tyshawn Johnson. They're, uh, they're, they're returning. They had a lot of young players last year. Uh, I know uh, Fred Johnson in the middle. He's playing uh, linebacker for him. Played a little bit of running back for him too, but he's a really good player. Uh, he's got to keep an eye on. Um, and I've known Coach Ard for a while. He uh, assisted Chris Glenn when Chris Glenn was the head coach over at Mary's. Uh, he's been he's been all over, and he's very well respected. And uh, got kid to keep your eye keep kid to keep your eye on sophomore Will Rose uh, Lyman and uh, Coach Ard thinks very highly of him. He'll be a, a force to be reckoned with on the line for years to come. Oh, you gotta love those big boys on the line because as I, said, I like when they're on my team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they're opening holes for your running right, back and right. protecting Not the quarterback. Not when they're plugging them up from the other side. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's take a look at St. Joe's. Yes, uh, St. Joe's is going to be great. We, uh, they've got. Um, they're very well coached. Derek does a really nice job over there. Um, they just brought in a quarterback uh, from Canada. I, I don't know his name, but he's impressive. He's probably six four. He could throw it. He's really smart. He's a fo- he's a football guy. Um, and Derek thinks very highly of him. He's going to be a junior this year. Um, he's already got I think three or four Division one offers um, from some some MAC schools. Um, so he's probably one of the next guys to to really look out for from the quarterback position out of Western New York. How is he with arm strength? Can he, he can throw, throw it? it. He can throw. It. He can spin it. I mean he's. He, he's he's a Division One prospect. Nice. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun for uh, for anybody else that's playing St. Joe's. Yeah, and- we don't play them this year. Um, the way the divisions are set up, we play two crossover games against the quote unquote large schools, and we play Canisius and Franny's this year. Are you playing any of the Rochester schools? No. So they join the section um, for scheduling. So a lot of those uh, like U Prep and Greece Olympia, like teams that we've played in the past. Uh, they don't have openings in their schedule anymore because it's filled by the section. Yeah, because I saw Canisius isn't playing Aquinas. Aquinas yeah. isn't playing any local teams. Yeah, we're not. They There's no they have their schedule filled by the section, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I don't think it's a good thing for the Western New York schools. No. I think it's a good experience. I mean, supposedly bitter rivalry with Aquinas and all that. It's a pleasure to go to those Aquinas Absolutely. games. Absolutely. And, again, you're playing against a quality program that makes your team better. Right. That's, that's, those are the teams you want to play. Right. Absolutely. Those Absolutely. Aquinas games at St. Francis, I mean, on a Saturday night when, you know, it was the only game in town. Right. Boy, there was a lot of congestion over on St. Travis's drives at the start, right. before the game and after the game. Well, I, speaking of Saturday nights, I, I, I knew that Jerry Smith. We were talking about Jerry a little bit earlier. He's he's one of the guys that I respect the most in this in this business. I mean, he's done a heck of a job for however how long has he been there? Over Forever. thirty years. <laughs> over thirty years. Yeah. And he consistently puts a great product on the field, and then develops his guys and gives them opportunities past high school, and that's he, what you want out of a high school coach. But he always wanted to play on Saturday nights because, yes, it was the only game in town, and he knew he would have the best officials because they weren't going to be. It wasn't going to be a watered down pool to to choose from. So he always got the highest ranked officials on Saturday nights. Pretty smart vet, there, veteran coach. Move, coach. Yeah, Smith. it is. He's a, he's got a great football mind. I love sitting down talking with him. Uh, but he still let we, the officials know it when they uh, disagreed with well. one of their calls. <laughs> <laughs> I was a few choice words. He, and he knows just how far he could go. Oh, yeah. Too. He's fun to be near on the sidelines. 
And he just, he, you know, the thing about him is he does a great job developing kids. Absolutely. And uh, you just look at the pipeline of kids that he has sent to Division One and uh, and lower. It goes on and on and on. You know, that that's that's all on him. He does a great job. Uh, looking at Canisius, and I got a little, uh, went back and forth with Bryce Hopkins. And I thank him for sending some information. You're looking at a three-way battle for quarter quarterback. They have two sophomores and a junior. They're going to fight it out, including one of them is uh, our buddy Bakes' uh, nephew, Tyler. So he'll be one in the mix there. They're the, going to be big this year. They're big at receiver. They're big at line. Uh, and they're fast. Yeah, the other two quarterbacks are Gabe Fisher, who was the backup on varsity last year, and then Austin Williams, who just transferred just a couple weeks ago from Warsaw. Yeah, I've known I've known Tyler Baker for the last three years. Uh, I've had a chance to work with him and his also his little brother also, who's going to be a freshman at Canisius this year too. Um, but Tyler is a dual threat kid. I mean, he can he can do it all. He's he's fast. Uh, he can make all the throws on the field. Um, He's an impressive quarterback. They can go at wideout 6'4", 6'5", 6'4". That's nice to have at wideout. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What Just college throw- are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, though, one of their best players is going to be the kid who transferred in from Starpoint, uh, Simpson, Riley Simpson. Uh, I remember that. He's, yeah. he's a ball player. Um, it's uh, Coach Simpson from, from UB, the linebacker's coach at UB. It's mm-hmm. his son. Uh, he was at Star Point, put up some big numbers there at running back and a little bit of receiver, and now he uh, transferred over to Canisius. Um, See another one that had a run in with that principal over at Star Point? The principal over there, yeah. He's, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so Riley's going to be over there. He'll be a good ball player for him, too. They also got a transfer from Niagara Falls, yep. one of the Wolverines' better players. Yep, so Joe that, Dixon. That pipeline continues to go from Niagara Falls to Canisius. Yeah, and, and they, they, they're liking that over there at Canisius. They also have C.J. Ozalans. Yeah. He's going to be starting middle linebacker. I think he deadlifted almost 500 I saw recently. Yeah. That's Cornelius you're talking about? No, no, no. I'm talking about C.J. Ozalans. They're uh, linebackers. Oh, yeah. Cornelius, they list as the strongest player. Yeah, he's their strongest player by far. He, uh, what is he, benched 225 23 times. That's NFL yeah, his, numbers. His father, I believe, is a power lifter, yeah. a competitive power lifter. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, have fun lining up against him. I'll be over on the sidelines <laughs> drinking some uh, Gatorade. Thank you. Yeah, they're, they're going to be big, so uh, have a lot of fun playing Canisius this year. How's you. that old saying go, you want to mess with me, buddy? Well, this is me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. St. Francis, we did talk a little bit about Jerry Smith. Let's talk about his team. Yeah, let's, I mean, start with the quarterback, obviously. Uh, Jake Ritz is a, another another guy who's potentially a Division One kid. Um, can make all the throws on the field. His, his timing is is a credit to first of all their offense. Um, he, they do a great job of scheming uh, things, and he gets a ball out on time, and it's always accurate. And is he he's just going to be a junior. Too? He's going to be a junior. He's just going to yeah. be a junior. Didn't he put up some crazy numbers as a sophomore? Yep. Or if he, yeah. he took Nero's he numbers, he'll slaughter every record yeah. in Western New York. Roger, yeah. he broke the single season passing record for Western New York. And then he matched Joe's mark. You got to rub that in there. I knew they were going to go there. 36 touchdowns. It's okay because Cole Snyder broke it a few weeks before. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was back and forth, wasn't it? <laughs> and Chase tied yeah, it as well. Oh, no, it yeah. was. And, yeah. and then you had uh, he, Chase early on was the senior. This uh, young man is only a sophomore at the time. Yeah, he can throw it. And like I said, they do a great job calling their offense over there. So a lot of the stuff is timing, and, and he's got great timing and accuracy because his footwork's so good. What do you look at when you're looking at a quarterback? Uh, from what perspective? Like as a opposing coach, or yeah, as, like as just an opposing a, coach, or even as a, a, you know, you're scouting the team. What do you? What are the things that as you an opposing look at? coach, you you want to make the kid uncomfortable? Um, so you got to find ways to make a kid uncomfortable, whether that's by mixing up the defensive calls, um, in in the on the back end, showing them a different type of coverage, or whether that's trying to get pressure on people. Um, you know, people always talk about Tom Brady. The way to beat Tom Brady is to up the middle, get pressure on him. I mean, obviously, if you're going to sack a guy, that's the way to beat him. <laughs> but um, yeah, hard to throw when you're on right, your butt. Right, it's hard to throw when you're on your when you're on the ground. Um, but no, it, I mean, there's different ways to try to uh, upset a kid and and get him uncomfortable. Um, yeah, if he's it, not used to moving, if he's not a mobile quarterback, right, right. you want to get either, him. You know, to either move. bring pressure up the middle, up the side. You can blitz. You could, or, or you don't blitz, and you play a different coverage on the back end that people have never seen. Double um, up on his go-to guy. You could do that. We, when I was that in high school. when West Seneca East last year played, played against, against Starpoint. Star Point. Yeah. They rushed two. Uh, yes, and, and but they they had him so out of his comfort zone. Right. It was unbelievable. I just – I says, this guy is supposed to be uh, one of the best quarterbacks in Western New York, and he was. But, you know, Coach Marino and uh, the West Seneca East uh, – Cadre, they found a way to get him out, made him throw the ball before he wanted to, and it was unbelievable. Well, if you they, uh, go ahead, they were also helped by the weather that day. If I remember right, yeah. it was very windy and rainy. There were a bunch of delays. It was hard game. to throw the no, football. No, it wasn't so much the weather as it was the defensive scheme. Believe me. Well, if you go back and watch uh, the 1990, I believe Super Bowl when the the first one with the Giants, the Bills and the Giants. Yeah. That, Go back and watch it and see how yes. many times that Belichick that, schemed up and only rushed two guys. That's but. why we yelled, why weren't they giving Thurman the ball? Thurman was having a career day. They couldn't stop him. But Kelly They didn't want to stop him. No. They, they didn't They didn't want to stop him. They, want, they said, you beat us with their run game, and they too headstrong and wouldn't do it. Exactly. Thank you very much. On that, we'll take a break. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk some more about Senior Martin with Joe Licata. Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 o'clock right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, then Sports Talk Saturday follows us. A lot of talk on the Bills exhibition win over the Panthers last night. A lot of uh, questions, I think, still develop. Like, uh, will Duke Williams make the team? He looked great, made a nice uh, uh, impression, I think, on the coaches, and it's going to make the decision difficult. Uh, uh, Christian Wade, man, this kid's fun to watch. How do you get rid of him? Yeah, it's going to be hard. Kudos to the rugby guys. All right. Do you think the ticky-tack penalties and all that is an offshoot of that non-interference call in the Super Bowl? And is that going to continue once the regular season I think starts? I think it's a point of emphasis yeah. this year. Um, <laughs> it's, a po- it's a point of emphasis to talk about it or, or to make the calls a lot tighter because there is review this year. So I think that is one of the point, points of emphasis. Are there any rule changes uh, we could uh, look for in high school? In high ball? school, um, I have the meeting tomorrow night, and I can get back to you. I don't know right now any of the – there's always some uh, point of emphasis that like last year was targeting um, and not kicking kids out versus kicking kids out if it was 
certain levels of it. So not uh, to mention, there's always looking at ways to make the game safer, safer yeah. keeping your head up. Yeah, that's uh, it, anytime there's a rule change, it's mostly for safety. Um, so I, I think they've done a nice job of worrying about head uh, any types of hits to the head and penalizing it right away. I mean. The game that's taught right now is different than the game that was taught 25 years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. And that's that's the thing that kind of uh, bothers me about parents not wanting their kids to play, um, is the game wasn't the game when you were a kid. It, it's not like it was in 1985. Well, you think about it when I grew up playing, you led with your helmet. Right, and that's and the way you were like taught, that. probably. Now we do what's called a hawk tackle. So our head, and this is from rugby, your head goes to the side, right. and you're putting your shoulder into the midsection, you're wrapping up behind the knees. Right. You know, the other thing, like speaking of safety, we have our first team going to play eight-man football starting Monday, Frewsburg. That's right. Joe, I wanted to ask you, there's some controversy, I guess, around eight-man football, whether it's safer. What do you think about that? It, it's a, it's the same size field, and there's more space. So you're going to have less impact at the snap of the football, but there's more space, so there's going to be bigger hits on the outside. If you want to clear this and you want uh, a better view of it, look at the difference between rugby and sevens. Sevens is, is essentially doing the same thing where you go from the big, you know, the, was it 11 or 12 on the, on the field? Now you're down to seven, so you create open space. It's really exciting when you get somebody uh, like a Christian Wade in open field right. and they're gone. You can't touch them. Right, but I, there's a lot more space to cover, and in, in, in the, in the collisions will be bigger, I feel like, at that level. There's there's less impact at the point of, uh, you know, at the w- – Line of scrimmage at the line of scrimmage, right there. There's less impact right there, but then there's bigger impact outside of the box. Yes, yeah, because you've I got think. a running start, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I don't to know to answer your question. I don't know. <laughs> I, if it's, it's just interesting. I know you have a lot of experience in this, and yeah. that's a point of contention. I don't know if it's if it's better or worse. I I'm a fan of 11 man football. I mean, we're going to play it as long as we can. Exactly. Who will Frewsburg play? Teams from Section 5? Yeah, all teams from Section 5, and there's a lot in northern New York. Um, but we are told there's a strong possibility they'll be playing Maple Grove in an they, eight-man game. I've just seen it on the schedule. Now what? Maple Grove, obviously, is not going to have the advantage of having 11 versus 7 or 8. No, it, it'll be an eight-man game. Maple Grove will play an eight-man football so game. So what are the rules, though? There's Is there three down linemen, and are I, they I eligible? Three down linemen, and then everybody else is a quarterback and a back. So That's what everybody else it. is eligible. So you can go three down, one quarterback, four receivers if you wanted to. Yeah. I'm assuming they take two guys off the line and that's one what I'm guy thinking. out of the backfield. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then you yeah. could probably put one guy in the backfield. I, I don't know. It's something that I, I hope uh, doesn't take over. Um, I, I love the game of football too much to – well, there are some that really want to water down the game. I know there's a lot of talk, uh, and I think even USA Football is brought up, where you don't allow kids to put on equipment until, I think, age 12. Yeah, seventh So you grade. want them playing flag football. I can understand that and can get I – could, I could relate to that and, and think of the importance of that. I, I personally didn't play Little League football. Um, and I know guys like you do a great job of teaching it, and, and but there's some there's some guys out there that are just fathers that want to be out there with their kids teaching, but they yeah, don't, they, they play don't, Madden, so but they don't know the coaches. game, and they're not right. teaching it the right way. So you're almost better off not playing for somebody who doesn't know how to teach the game at a young age um, than you are. You're better off 
sitting yourself out or, or parents sitting their kids out if, if you're going to go play for a system that doesn't understand football because it's not safe. That's why I think it's important that you research as a parent. I'm looking at it if I wasn't coaching and, and my son came to me today saying, Dad, I want to play football. It's actually what I did is, is research. Yeah. You know, I looked at uh, Niagara Falls Junior Football Club. I even went to uh, a game the previous year to watch what was going on. And, you know, I like what I saw. And then NASA uh, had a uh, clinic coming up in the area. So I brought Nick there. And when they went over what they were doing with USA football and the emphasis on safety. That's great. And I saw the drills that they were doing. So, it, you know, I had been out of coaching for several years at this, this point. And I'm like, yeah, I think I like what I'm seeing yeah. here, and I was able to get involved. There's there's a lot of like South Buffalo football. Um, oh, Shamrock, they, they do sure. a great job over there. They they coach it up the right way. Um, Tommy Joya's dad, yep. uh, was he, a longtime coach. He, he's there. one of my assistants. Is now, he really? And yeah, get, when you see him, give him the biggest hug from me. <laughs> uh, I had most memorable games coaching when I was coaching against Tommy. Yeah, I, I had a blast against him, and he was one of the nicest guys. He helped me out a lot. You know, I was coaching at Black Rock Riverside, and, and he was South Buffalo, and we just had a great time uh, together whenever we coached. They were really good games. And then afterwards, big hugs, and yeah, just make sure a, you he's tell a great guy. I, I definitely will. But that's what I'm saying. The guy, you know, there's certain little league programs that are doing things the right way, right. and then there's certain ones that that aren't necessarily doing it. Sure. And um, so I just if I just be careful if you're you know you're a parent of a kid who wants to play football, make sure they're getting in it in the right. Uh, program. How are your kids uh, buy into the offseason conditioning and, and, and working out? Did you get good numbers yeah, for that? Yeah, we got good numbers. Um, and, and the ones who were consistently there and the ones who were committed fully are going to be the ones who are able to perform the best on Friday nights come this fall. That's just the way it works out. Um, How's the saying go? Uh, let's see, weight room is not required, but uh, neither is playing time. Yeah, neither is playing time. But, you know, we can't – I can't officially say that. <laughs> so I didn't say that. Nope. You said that, not me. And that was for me. And I might have agreed with you. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, it, it's usually a commitment level thing. And, and the kids who love the game and are the kids who are going to be there and the kids who are the most committed. And, and they're usually the kids who perform the best in practice and – we, it's no we, coincidence. We had Scott Pilkey in here, and we were talking about recruiting, and we talked about relationships between high school coaches and colleges. Yep. Are you developing relationships yes. with colleges? See, that's the thing that some of the kids don't understand is the, the, the college coaches come in and they ask for my opinion on kids, um, whether it's the kids that I coach or the kids that I coach against. And that, that's, that's the network that you kind of build in this high school sports is – they ask me questions about kids from different schools. They ask me questions about what's his commitment level at time into the weight room. What's his commitment level to practice? How much film does he watch? They want to know all these things and because they understand that I have a relationship with the kids and I know that information. So um, if, 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 if kids are thinking that they could not work hard and still uh, get a look for college and some of them might, but it's, uh, if you're working hard and your coach knows you're working hard, then you're in good shape for the next step. Tony, do you know what's amazing? He's always talking about the kids, the kids. Remember when he was one of the kids? It wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't. Joe, I can't thank you enough for spending time with us this morning. 
Best of luck to you, Thank you. Uh, during the year. And we are going to look forward to the Lakata versus Lakata matchup <laughs> in basketball. Really excited December about 20th, that. December 20th, Friday night. Yep. Lock yeah. it lock it in. I think center court's already uh, reserving his seat. Uh, Derek Kramer, thank you. Sports Talk Saturday follows us. We'll talk to you guys next week as we get into Section 6. Take care. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.